as the camera fades in, we find ourselves in a strange hexagonal chamber, a throne room of sorts in which the walls themselves are adorned with thousands of tiny crystals. Within the image, they create the face of a woman, robotic woman. It depends on the angle that the light reflects and what you see staring down upon you, but Bri herself stares at you here within this chamber. Standing at the center is an exploded clockwork sphinx, which has torn a huge gash through the rest of the outlaws who are quickly trying to administer healing. Anita is running around, blowtorch in hand, trying to repair with the quick repair feat, which is coming in really handy right now, as much as she could, including Saruk's broken shield and Wyber, who's taking quite a bit of damage. And you all stand here in the center of the entryway here in the Cradle of Quartz, knowing that this loud explosion definitely might bring some unwanted attention, giving you just moments to prepare. I think as you're doing that, Nazanita finishing up repairs kind of towards this direction. Each doorway here is not a full door. It's just kind of like a curtain that hangs over the doorway that blocks vision, but it doesn't do much to muffle the sound. And you can hear the scraping of metal on stone and the echoing of footsteps and hungry guttural growls echoing from this doorway in your direction. So when I get my shield back from, from Anita, as patched as it is, she chugs down the potion. There's noise coming from here. In the space of a minute, if possible, I would like to have reloaded my backpack ballista. So it's shield like up and in front of me, ballista ready to go. And Saruk is going to just march towards this door to hold the line as silently as he can. Yeah, so it says reloading it takes one minute. So you definitely have the minute to repair it or to start to reload it and get it ready. But like basically like kind of like what's coming is like literally as you finish loading it and get it like re-put on, it's like right about when shit's about to go down. So I'd like to bring Kijok into the room too, if I could please. That's fine. Kijok can can should be able to to move around. With Hal and Reficule, I we know what I need is doing. I need is repairing wiper. What the, what are the rest of you guys sort of doing? Scouting. Being ready for things to come. Yep, scouting is the a valid act, action here. Crafty's gonna hear the noises and uh, go in the opposite corner and try to avoid notice. Okay. Very nice. I think seeing that Saruk is gonna start uh, don't mind me, I'm making Eldritch hand signs to figure out how the hell I'm holding shit. Uh, I guess beating shield against breastplate to be very, very loud to focus the attention on him. All right. And in that moment, I think um, the sort of like the curtain flies open here and like flies to the side and you see a hallway full of these creatures that, you know, have this sort of look to them. But these creatures dressed in like bright colors and regal, like a 
divine garb like you've seen back at the clockwork cathedral house of the click clack place where they definitely tried to kill specifically Ruffy and me and we're still <laughs> angry about it <laughs> yes i like house of the click clack house of the click clack they're dressed very similar in in like regality and the color scheme and the the clothing although it's definitely out of fashion um it looks like kind of like old timey and their their faces are like pale and gray their tongue is lolling out they got like sharp teeth and you just hear this sort of guttural growl and they kind of lick their lips as they like fling open the curtain and i need you all to roll me some initiative let's go with a plus two bonus thanks to house scouting uh refi go ahead and use your stealth because you're avoiding notice you cool if i roll intimidate because i'm trying to be real eyes on me scurry right now absolutely okay i remember how all of this works Ooh, that's a 28 for anita we're on fire for this at least that is gonna be Ooh. a natural 20 from Refik. Ooh, <laughs> 34. 34 nice oh, guy you've done so well. mm. come up it's 19. <laughs> Okay, so that is all of our initiative rolls. That's going to lead us right into a nice combat. So, before you guys even got a chance to really lick your wounds and recover from the exploding Sphinx, something has come to investigate. I think the guy, like, swings open the curtain, and I guess you kind of hear them kind of like, they've taken out our captor. Feast, my friends. And uh, Ruffy, with the natural 20 stealth roll off the bat, gets to go first. They are not aware of you. They are not aware of me. How much cover would this guy have if I tried to shoot him? Probably just lesser cover, the same as if you're shooting through, uh, like, an ally. So that's a plus one AC. I think I'll take a shot because they're not aware of me, right? Right. So they're flat-footed? Yes, they are. Flat-footed. I will shoot then with my dueling pistol. My hero. I believe that's a twenty-nine. Oh, it wasn't a natural twenty, but it was a, it natural, is a twenty-nine. But it was a critical hit. Let's go. Okay. That is absolutely a critical hit. Go ahead and roll critical damage, and it's it's a critical hit because of the flat-footed condition. Oh, is that all one? Yikes! Oh. Yikes! It was one seven and two ones. Not the great. You've, you've been fishing for a crit that long. It is not great. So I will go ahead and mark that damage. 13 points of damage. Uh, they're not resistant to it at all. But because of your critical specialization, they must succeed at a fortitude saving throw or be stunned. Come on. Uh, that is a failure, and they are stunned one. Mm-hmm. Boom. All right. You you shut him up mid-sentence as he's telling his friends to feast and just blast him, and he gets dazed. Right, because I couldn't have strode first and then shot. He would have been aware of me then, right? You would have had to have tried to sneak, yeah. Right, so that's my first action. I don't get my free actions because I had to shoot first. Worked out. You got a crit because of it. Yeah. Second action, I'll stride forward. And uh, am I able to melee 
around the, this corner here. He will have like uh, lesser cover from this angle. That's fine. Not lesser. Uh, he'll standard cover from this angle, but you can attempt to do it. Uh, I'm going to do a reloading strike for my third action. Okay. At map. That's a hit. 28. That is a hit. 10 damage. <laughs> Almost the same damage. These are critical. Almost as much as my crit. With Yikes. A gun. But that's my turn. All right, Anita. I would like to delay my turn, please. No worries. You let me know when someone takes a turn and you'd like to move in. Will do. All right. That brings us to these guys. So this one first. <laughs> you see, like, they sort of, like, look into the room and, and you got you are right up in their faces. And he's a little stunned. And he looks, you, you notice that he's looking through the, through you, Saruk, through you, Reficule. Even though you're up in his face and, like, trying to get his attention, his eyes are drifting and his nostrils flare. And you hear him say, She, she has been touched by her. And, and something, you, your eyes sort of trace back and you can see something is, like, almost drawing their attention supernaturally to Anita's presence here. Is it supernatural or is it her cyborg parts that are like Terminator and out? It's hard to say at this point. I do look really cool right now. <laughs> the monster shows up and promptly fit checks. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're so kind. First thing this character is going to try to do is is going to tumble through. Tumble through Saruk. So this is an acrobatics check, which they're not great at against Saruk's reflex DC. That's a 10. That is a critical failure. (laughs) So they try to like, like shambles through you and like bumps into Saruk's shield and can't go anywhere. Slam push. Does he go prone? Question mark. No, I don't think there's a there's no critical failure effect on tumble through that I can see. Ah, uh, fair. Unfortunately, I just wanted him to go prone, I guess. When he can't get through, I think his second action will be to target Saruk with a hammer strike. You already told it. It's like sort of hammer thing. He brings it in. Uh, that's a twenty nine. <laughs> okay, yeah, that hits. Now. I, just to confirm, you don't currently cast any spells, right? Either from Champion or from your Summoner. So, like, Eidolons have the Conjuration tag on them, and I have manifested an Eidolon, so maybe it interacts with how these work, but I don't have any, I like, spells that I can cast strictly. I think so, right. It says you have to be able to specifically cast Divine Spells, which I don't okay, think you fair. do. So I think you're okay. Yeah. So Good. You take the, you just take normal damage. You don't take all of that. You just take. I love the the evil damage. It's cute. That's adorable. I mean, Sir could take evil damage. Either way, you just take six, seven points of damage. Okay, stand by. I'm debating reaction. Uh, uh. So, so you can't use reactions on the first turn of combat unless the GM says you can, unless you've gone yet. I feel like I'm standing in front of the door. Exactly. This wasn't like you got ambushed and you weren't ready. You were ready for this. Don't mind me. I'm just remembering. Uh, um, 
Yeah, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna block it. This guy runs up, slam shield in, push, the hammer comes down and scrapes off the side. So all of that damage bounces off. Alright, and last action is a uh map hammer strike, which is Ooh, ooh a 19 for 27. Nice. That'll hit. Alright, that's just gonna be the 12 points of bludgeoning this time. Sounds good. I mean sounds bad, but sounds good. Yeah. All right, the second one is going to do what they can to tumble through Saruk. They can't do anything else from back here. 22. Yikes, which... I'll just get it. Oh, it actually gets through. Easy 20. All right, so that's 5, 10, 15, 20 feet of movement to tumble through Saruk. This tumble through, he actually does have one more square of movement, so he would continue his... He actually would continue his movement, so that, that one would trigger an opportunity attack. Love that. Would like to. In the flank? Of course. That's true, because it's before he leaves the square. Good call. Good job. All right, Mr. New Job. I should have said that. Oh, never mind. It worked. Well, it's still a hit because of the flat foot condition. Nice. 15 slashing. 15 points of slashing on this dude. He continues to stride there. That was one tumble through. And then his second action is to continue running over here at Anita. And his third action is, even though you're on Wybert and you're in that, like, sort of, like, you get a, a cover bonus for riding Wybert, he still targets you. And uses his hammer on a melee attack. Uh, that is a miss, thanks to Wybert's. Yeah, thank you, Robert. This guy will also try an acrobatics check, which I don't think he's going to be able to get through, but maybe he'll get lucky. 16 doesn't do it. Ends here because he can't get any closer. I guess he's just going to try because I can't get through anymore. Oh, that one just what he needs to get through. 5, 10, 15, 20. 25 feet of movement here. Final action strides at Anita. This one is going to attempt to tumble through. He has to move here before getting an attempt to tumble through. Let's tumble through. Natural 20 on the tumble through. Oh, settle down. <laughs> Just came back. Second action. <laughs> third action. Sheesh. Closes in on Anita. And then from the back of the room, the fifth one comes running in now in sight let's do another tumble through it's another one 18 plus damn um and then from here this one is uh, instead of rushing out into this one's going to take advantage of the flanking here and attack Saruk with his third and final action but that is an 18 and not even close all right that's their turns I would like to take my turn. Anita would now like to take her turn. <laughs> okay. Good time to explode. Yeah, first action explode. So here is my D20. Wybert's unstable. Okay. okay. I felt that. Explode. It's been a while since we did explode. Uh, so to all creatures in a five foot M nation. PC 17. Okay. Hey, let me just put this on there. Yeah. 
I think you put it privately, but I'll just reveal it to everyone. So five foot emanation, which is all from Wybert, explodes outwards. So 2d6, right? This is the damage. <laughs> just four. Ooh, just four damage? Mm-hmm. I think it's more than 46, right? It says at third level and every level it increases by 1d6. So the base is... It would be like 3d6? It would be... 66. All the d6s. All the d6s? So how many have mm-hmm. I rolled already? Correct. So one. It goes up by 1d6 at third and then every level after. It should be 66, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's four already. Here's the last two. Come on. So six, so 12 plus four, 16 points of fire damage. Mm-hmm. So this is a critical failure on the unstable check. So you and Wybert also take six points of damage. They have to make reflex saving throws. It's class DC. Mm. So my class DC is 22. All right. Reflex save of 22 coming up. First one. Fuck. That was the wrong roll. Ignore the first one. 16 is a fail. Okay. Next one is a fail. And the last one is a fail. So all of them take the full 16 points of damage. Nice. Okay, cool. And then second action, I'm going to throw my... So I'll throw my moderate on this guy right here. Okay. It will splash back and hit you and Wybert. That's fine. Okay. Where are my actions? Here we go. And he is just sitting there. You don't kill me. I kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a robot. Uh, natural one. I would like to use a hero point for that failure. Let's hero point that critical failure because even the splash damage would miss in that case. Yeah. So reroll using a hero point. That is. What the fuck? A little better. Uh, 18 is a miss. All right. So they take the splash damage at least. Yeah, it's a moderate. That's two splash damage? Yes, two. Okay, so two to everyone in that circle. So two to each of them, two to you, two to Wybert. Okay, yeah, that's everything. But Wybert gets an action even if you don't give him one. So Wybert still does have one action. That's okay. I'm just on my third action. I'm going to take cover. Like okay. extra cover. Can I move up from lesser to greater? I will say yes. Okay, cool. That is my turn. Uh, Saruk. Okay. Everything is terrible. This plan to hold the door did not work. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to delay, but I'm deciding quickly who the devices strat is pointing at. Um, I think the flanked one. Yeah. So I'm going to roll the backpack ballista for it. It may come from my tusks. We'll see. But on tap up, keep devices. What do you mean? This stupid ass thing isn't gonna put a goddamn. It'll shoot Giselle rounds. No one told me that. Whack. So <laughs> here go the dice. 
The dice say it's a 31. You know what? I'm fine with that. But a 31 hit? This man's? It will hit. In fact, that will be a crit. Let's go. You are goddamn right it is. Okay, so then I guess, like, goes running up, gets over Saruk, and it does so because Saruk is trying to aim this big fuck-off cannon down a hallway, (laughs) and then it's just like... It's probably really awkward in the like the realm of using a interact to drop the thing, but it's like in the drop, the platform, for lack of a better term, where this ballista is up or over around to the back of this man's head. And they take to the back of their head. That's Let's a lot of dice. Go 58 damage. That's how you crit. Oh, my Let's goodness. Go. All right, let me just double check real quick. Uh, 58 points of damage is enough to one-shot this thing. Let's so, go. Giselle comes back. Damn. Not the Giselle, the Ballista. Oh, sorry, the Ballista. Yeah, you're right. Ballista comes out, explodes this dude, and as he just, like, leaves, like, a spray of, like, red everywhere, I don't even know if Undead have red blood, but here's what happens. In accompanying this explosion of him, there is a reaction that goes off. Don't you do it. It's a reaction called Final Blasphemy. Uh, when he is destroyed, a three-action harm goes off. Boom! A wave of negative energy explodes out from him, passes through everyone within 30 feet. A 30-foot emanation. So that is pretty much everyone in the chamber. So, it is... It's going to be a harm one point of negative energy to everyone in the room. Oh, wow. But that's one point of healing to all of these. Well, we get a basic fortitude save. You do get a basic fortitude save. You're right, you do. And it could reduce it to zero, couldn't it? Please. (laughs) No. (laughs) Failure on Wybert. So, unfortunately, I... Failure on Hal. Failure on Refi. What are these low rolls, guys? Hey, look, I'll take it now for one point of damage. Here's Keyjock. Oh, Lord. And then here's Saruks. I take the lower of the two because we share HP. Yeah. So that the 28 is bad. Uh, 18 is just a fail, you say? Yeah. Okay, so just one point of negative energy to everyone. They all heal for one. This guy is now like off the map, but that triggers another reaction from. Guys, I wish I didn't one shot this thing. This is this is bullshit. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. OK, here we go. So this is what it is. So. Oh, shit, I should have done this instead. Sorry, I screwed up on um, the cool feature. I, I screwed on a cool feature, but we're good. Uh, they don't have another reaction on this. You're good. Okay, that's just your first action. That's my second. Devise a strat is one. Christ alive. Uh, I Win. think... Say what? I'll remind you after. Oh, oh yeah, you give someone a, a strategy. Oh, my man. Mm. I told you guys to yell at me. I'm going to designate the initiative order and reading it. I'm going to read that feed even. I appreciate you, Richard. Thank you for being my executive functioning. You of all people, thank you for being my executive functioning. Okay, so I'm just reading all the things. So, uh, unfortunately, the creature I hit it. Hey, uh, Hal, that dead guy, 
destroyed guy. He was already dead as flat-footed to you. Do with that what you will. <laughs> so then third action, I think, is just to raise my shield again and pass turn. Okay. Last, patiently waiting his turn, Halbert. Oh, the creature you hit. That makes sense. I think Hal would like to do Scout's Charge as he meanders up to this creature here. Okay. Weaving and bobbing and moving around, not necessarily moving out of the space, but I will meander around and then I will do a feint using stealth. Go for it. To see if I can make this creature flat footed. Seventeen. Yikes. It's targeting its perception. It is targeting its. I'll just click this thing and put it in the chat. It's just a faint, right? Deception required because, yeah, it's just faint. Perception, DC. Yeah. So that uh, is not flat footed to this attack. All right. And as part of the scout's charge, I get to make a strike. Go for it. Watcha. Oh, I heard a sound. That's a critical hit. Oh, I think that's the sound of us taking more negative damage. Yeah. <laughs> Only 24. Okay, so here's what's going to happen here. This time. Yeah, this time. I'm going to use the cool thing I should have used last time. You hit the creature, right? And it's a, it's a slash right across it. You actually watch... As your slash cuts through the creature, the creature's eyes sort of flicker just a little bit, and it mutters almost like a prayer. As your it closes its eyes, it mutters a prayer as the strike goes through it. It's going to cast a spell, and as it casts the spell, the slash goes through it, and you've done no damage to it at all. Oh, what? like your blade goes through, and you feel it physically cut through it, but there's no wound left behind. Is it actually a spell? It is actually a spell. Does it have a manipulate? This this is not a manipulate because it's just somatic. Yes, yeah, so you, it's really odd. Something happens. It does use up its spell. Uh, it doesn't look like your attack has actually done anything. Very weird spell. But I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is because that'll spoil half the fun. We're going to find out soon. Gee, thanks. If we kill them, it's bad. If we try to kill them, we can't. <laughs> it did use up its reaction, and it and it you know used up some resources doing this. Okay, let me take a map attack against this creature. Go for it. <laughs> animal. I mean, he's like motherfucker. <laughs> this man's been sitting in a room for fourteen days and came out and chose violence—the exact same violence, same. Just the last violence. <laughs> it's like a glitch in the matrix. Zip, zip. Don't say that in this place. This whole place is a glitch in the matrix. Oh God! Right. The second one comes through, and you slice it from another angle and cut through it, and then. What you see in this really weird moment, Chris and chat, by the way, is that the, the blade comes through and you make a second cut. And then almost like immediately after that one opens normally, the previous cut you made just moments before also opens and the creature just gushes out two strikes at once 
like it's almost hit by both your strikes at the same time and it dies and a burst of negative energy goes out again of course anyone within 30 feet of this guy is going to do eight negative this time four to two saves so Ruffy and Saruk are out of range so you guys are good is Kijuk in range? Okay. Kijuk is fortitude saving throw come on big guy Yes. 24 is a success, so you take half damage. Oh, I see it was posted. You rolled one last time and eight this time. <laughs> I don't know how many action scouts charges. Two. Two, and then you map deck. Okay. Perfect. Brings us back to the top of round two, Ruffy. This is a conundrum. Because if we kill him, he kills us. Uh, you got this one, Tusks. Nods while pushing the thing that's pushing on him. So I'm going to first shoot the, the middle one. Okay. You did do a reloading strike uh, critical hit last time, I think. So you're all loaded and ready to go. Mm-hmm. 26 is a hit, but not a crit. All right. Three points of damage. Not your knight on damage. I think your bullets are being affected by the strange ports in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will do a running reload. Running reload it is. And then I will strike for my third action. Okay. I believe they're flat-footed, right? Yes. Thanks to the flanking at least. And then maybe some more stuff you have. Alright. It would have had to... No, it would have to have been uh, within reach for it to be... Got it. Yeah, but it's not fun to do the flanking. Alright. My hero. Look at this man's also choosing violence. Even with the map, that's a critical hit. Thanks to the flat-footed condition. Can I choose to do non-lethal damage? Yeah, especially with the melee strike. I think by you have some. You, I think you have the ability to choose for free, right? Because you have the um, the martial yeah, arts I can make, I can make it lethal, right? But I yeah, you can choose. Uh, you don't. Yeah, you don't take the penalty for making it lethal. So you you can choose. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure. If, if it says that my things are just lethal now. Yeah, you don't take the negative. You don't take the negative penalty for making a lethal attack with non-lethal unarmed strikes. So they're, by default, non-lethal. Right. Right. So let me roll that non-lethal damage. So are you dealing non-lethal damage? Yes. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm just an expert. Do you get critical uh, critical specialization and expert? I believe so. I think we looked this up last time, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you gain the critical specialization effect on all monk weapons in which you are trained, because of brawling focus. So yes, so big basic fortitude save. Uh, that is a failure. So they're slowed one. Slowed one. Slowed one instead of stunned one. Interesting. Maybe we not. Maybe we don't blow up these fuckers and just toss them out. And that's the end of my turn. 
that brings us to their turn. So we'll start with the one here that's in a fight with Saruk. Start off with a light hammer attack. As opposed to the medium or heavy hammer attack. 27, which is enough that. to hit. Still not taking the evil damage, so it's only seven points of damage. I... The emoji for the evil damage is cute. Yeah, it is. It is. It is really cool. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and use my reaction and block to again take zero. Okay, so you take zero. Clang. Second action map, which is a miss. And I think final action. I think final action, it's going to cast harm as a one action touch spell on itself. I don't think you have you already used your reaction on the shield block, right? Uh, even if I didn't, I don't have any You don't have to opportunity it. attack. You're right. So heals for four damage. And then there's only two more, so we'll do this the one that's slowed. Only it's two actions because it's been slowed one. Little little like clock in the head. Target Anita who's taking cover inside Wybert. <laughs> that is a miss thanks to the cover. Yes. Second action. Yeah. Miss. And just frenzied third action. Almost a natural 20, but it is a miss. Critical miss by minus 20. Awesome. Uh, that doesn't have a th- that one didn't have a third action. You're right. He didn't even have the third action to waste. Good call. All right. This guy with three actions is going to cast a three action harm spell. So, 30-foot emanation, uh, same thing, it's 1d8, so three points of damage, you guys can make a fortitude save, heals him, heals himself. Yes, finally. Heals the last guy, too. So, how succeeded, Saruk failed, Kijak fails rescue failed so Hal and Anita take half take one and everyone else takes three that was all three actions that's their turn Anita alright so we can't kill him but we could still punch him actually no I'm going to use one action to do battle medicine on myself using assurance so that is a 2d8 Oop. Okay. Okay. So that's 13 points. And then I'm going to just... Because I don't want to kill anyone. So I'm going to take two steps away from them. So this is my first step and my second step. Only gets there. Oh, I'm still on my bird. And then Wybert has another action, so he's going to use his own action to move away right here. One more. Actually, yeah, right there. That's fine. That's it for my turn. Okay. They have no They have no reactions they take on that. Uh, Saruk. Hockey dokey. 
uh, 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 decision paralysis. This is my favorite class in the game, but my brain doesn't like it sometimes. I think. Oh Christ! Let's uh, let's start with the one in front of us. Gonna devise me a stratagem. Devise that stratagem. And I'm gonna click the Giselle. Oh, God damn it! Put upkeep. rounds. Untap upkeep. Press the button. I missed my glue bullets. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. Brah! Honky doke. All right, it's gonna be a dirty twenty. A dirty twenty. I think I will. So there's a lot of fighting going on. There's a lot of pushing, a lot of back and forth. Rather, mm, Saruk is going to back up, clanging shield on breastplate to... Don't mind your champion. He's measuring the board. It's not weird. I think <laughs> here. Yeah. Okay. And then. Don't mind your champion. He's a summoner and doesn't remember. Okay, cool. And then for third action, raise the shield again. Just clanging and roaring and roaring and clanging. Okay. And that's me. Hal. I think Hal looks at Reficule punching him. Would I know if he was doing critical damage or non-critical damage? Would I know that has he beat my ass and not killed me with his kung fu? I think you would recognize that there was a critical hit in there, yeah. A little more brutal than usual. Not crushing the dude's windpipe, but hitting them such that they black out. Yeah. You definitely saw the effects of the dude like getting like woozy. I think I'm going to non-lethally attack this creature here next to me. And I can do that using exacting strike. Okay. That allows you to make a non-lethal attack with no penalty. Oh, okay. I see. So exacting strike. Got it. So you can make a non-lethal attack with exacting strike with uh, non-lethal using are you using uh, using this with your kopesh. Yes. Okay. So if you make a non-lethal, it takes a minus two attack. Minus two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Watch out. Minus two. Add it. (laughs) Yes. Minus two. Good guy penalty. Well, that's a critical hit, non-lethal. Twenty-four points. I think as you do this, you watch the same thing where, like, you you basically can feel the solid connect, and he sort of does the like the chant prayer thing, and you feel the solid connect with this with this kopesh. And yet, as it moves through, no, nothing seems to be happening. Like there's no effect. Your blow pass, your blade passes through, but there's no damage showing where you did it. That's easy. Just do another natural twenty. Yeah, just do what you've been doing this whole time. It is a hit, so it's still it does trigger your map thing. It's not like it's a failure on the strike. Just for some reason, whatever spell they're doing is negating the attack. All right, second attack. 
Is this one also non-lethal? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't do that. It's a press attack. Oh, I, I couldn't do it because it couldn't be my first. I couldn't do a press attack on my first attack. It has to be my second attack. Got it. But that's okay. Good call. Because I will use it this time. Yes. Perfect. Good call. That's right. The press trait, you can only use it if you've already got map. Already applied, attacked. Right? Yes. Perfect. So now you can use it. That's, that's a hit. Or 11. 11. 11 points of non-lethal. This second one, you watch it comes through, and this Copa strike hits, slashes through, does the damage you'd expect, but that first slash doesn't trigger like it did last time you got the second strike off. Mm. So it's that first strike is still not coming through. Do I... What do I need to hit him? 15, 23, I can get a, another 15 or more balls. Means where I have to heal up. Or them next. I think I'll step here. Okay. And that's my turn. All right. Top of round two, ref first. Round three, Refi. Trying to see how I can use this. I'm going to use Drifter's Juke. It sounds cool. <laughs> I'm going to make a strike, unarmed strike against the one in between me and Hal. First, non-lethal, of course. Okay. Yeah, so step, strike, step, strike. Wow. How many actions is that? Two actions. Two actions. Very cool. Uh, so that 22 is a hit. Nice. For seven points of non-lethal. Okay. And and what what's the strike look like? Like you're just like punch, like you're just using bare fists, right? Like punch, strike, jab. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to do a, with my right hand, I'm just going to do a ridge hand using uh-huh. my, the inner of my hand right to his temple. Mask side, I want to smash the mask. Non-lethal, right? Non-lethal, right. So you do that side strike. I think you hit him across the head. The mask like flies off and like hits the ground and scatters away. How you watch as his eyes roll back in his head. And as he does so... The slash that you made just moments before opens again, and you watch as all that damage flows through him. The wound delay does come through. He falls over unconscious, and yet, for some reason, still dies, and the harm effect goes off. Oh. So didn't Hal also do non-lethal a bunch? Mm-hmm. Huh. Maybe they just can't be go unconscious. Fair enough. Outright saves. One damage. Twenty. Twenty for nice. one damage thing. The one damage. Son of a bitch. Uh, success for how? So you take zero. <laughs> that's a twenty-three. Uh, that's a success. So zero. Don't mind me. Yikes. That's a fail. So one damage. So I have. I guess it could be a critical fail. Yeah, it could have ejected. Yeah. All right, but this one, you you notice like you hit it and it falls down and it like that you feel the wave of negative energy. He's still just laying there face down on the ground. It seems weird. You tried to non lethal. That's one action. Then you can continue your drifters juke. I look down. Well, fuck me, that didn't work. And then I twirl around and do a step and shoot that guy in the head. Okay. And I will step here. Okay. 
And I will take a map attack. And shoot him fully lethal in the head. <laughs> Kirby fully lethal. 22 is a hit. 22 is a hit. For seven points of damage. All right, he takes the seven points of damage. And for my third action, why not? I'll do a reloading strike at map. All right. Full map. Do it. Because I'm reloading anyway, so why not? Yeah, it reloads it. He is flat-footed to this attack because I hit him All right. with attack within range. Within reach. Good call. Come on, nat 20. Uh, it's not a nat 20, but it's still enough to hit with the flat-footed condition. All right. Nine points of damage. Lethal. Nine points it is. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my turn. So I think angry enough, unable to get at Anita. He spins around onto Refi, uses a light hammer strike for 24. That would hit does hit. It's uh, nine points of bludgeoning. So I have a reaction. Okay. Uh, like I said, when like it happened before when there was an explosion, uh, Saruk shouts in Wongi, and Kijak disappears, reappears, but like to interpose between the... My brain tried to say the name of the thing, but I don't know it in character. The Angie Man and Rafi. <laughs> I'm gonna use Liberating Step. So that means uh, my brain just shut off. That means Rafi has resistance eight to it and can step as a free oh, action nice. right now. Perfect. So you only take Whoa. one damage Whoa. and you can step if you like. Forming the shield wall between Anita and the bad guy. I see you. Awesome. One point instead of the nine, right? Right. Yep. Because you have resistance right. eight to the damage. Very cool. Second action. Another hammer of time. Which is a miss. And touch this. <laughs> uh, steps here to get back in range of Anita. This one comes running in. Targets Saruk again. Uh, now provided flank. Ooh, 19. It's not a crit. Luckily, it's not a crit. This is true. Thanks to the... Thanks to the shield being raised. So my shield being raised makes it a 26. I think I forgot to hit the button. I'll, I'll take 12 damage. That's fine. Oh, I see what you're saying. Your shield should have been 26. Yeah. Ow. Either way, it's, it's yes. Yeah, it was off being a crit. Yeah, 12 points of damage. And then I guess map. Map misses. All right, Anita. All right, first action, battle medicine on Saruk with assurance. So here is your 2d8, sir. I appreciate you. Uh, it's only nine. I'm sorry. That's fine. And Still then... Can Wybert... Wait, no, he can't. It's... it's Okay. So anyway, I'm going to give... One action to Wybert. So he has two. Okay. So step here if he can. <laughs> right there. And that would be more of a 
That wouldn't be a step, that would be a stride, but he can stride there. Yeah, he'll stride there instead for his first action. They don't and seem then... to take any reactions. Okay, cool. And then, uh, Wybert smash this person right here. Wybert smash. Huzzah! Mary Chrysler! Oh, Mary Chrysler, 20! <laughs> yeah, Jesus. It's a hit! Ooh! For 14 points of bludgeoning damage. This one here, as this comes through, similar to the other ones, you watch as he mutters a prayer under his breath. The blade, you all watch as it cleaves through this thing, but leaves no visible damage on him. Of course. So I already did one, two, I have one more. I am gonna get a frost vial and put it in my hand. That's the end of my turn. God dang it, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Saruk. Okay, so before my turn, out of character. Richard, when you said punch them in the temple, these people just like clerics of Bry in a temple of Bry, did you mean the pun? Because it was brilliant if you did. I'm gonna go with the yes. See, you're so fucking smart. <laughs> Okay, so uh, 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 checks board state. Let's devise a strat up here, I think. Okay. Brah. The dice saith. We have 25. Let's, we can make that a little better. Let's gather some data. Okay, I'm going to step for my second action. I'm not going to raise my shield this turn. And then third action, I'm going to punch this dude with my teeth. All right. 25 is a hit. Over his flat-footed? Okay, fair. Even flat-footed, not a crit. Heck. So tusks go into the back of their head to the tune of 15 points of damage. Very nice. Take the full 15. And that is my turn. Except you want a clue in how. Except I... Thank you, Ghost of Rafi, in the back of my head. So it's like, I guess... The mask probably has some kind of like strap on the back holding. Sirk lunges in, stabs the thing in the back of the head, and then pulls backward a little such, such that its neck is exposed if power to run up in my copish right now. Sweet. I All right. get by with a little help from my goddamn friends. A trigger shared strategy, and I choose Halbert. Sweet. And speaking of, it's Halbert's turn. It's this creature between y'all. Yeah, right here. It is about for the deal. I'd like to smack it. Yep, go for it. Uh, I hit it with a... 22. That is a hit, but not a crit. Spun a lot. It's 11. That's enough. But, as we know, they explode when they die. Four points of negative energy. Fortitude saves for everyone. You get a save. Success get a save. for Hal. Fail for Ruffy. Success for Saruk. Success for Kijok. Critical success for Anita. It takes no damage. Mm, I'm debating. I might react. I'm looking at the turn order. You know what? Yeah. Because the, the reaction's trigger is an enemy would damage. It doesn't strictly say, like, strikes and things. Right. So I'm going to react again, I think, scrolling through the damage that Refi took damage. So you gain resistance 8 to it and can step. You can step if you want to. 
Let me just heal back that four. <laughs> Kijakti manifests, pulls your... I feel like, again, intersperses you and absorbs the, the negative energy and then snap back. Gives you time to go help your friend. Sweet. Yeah. Kijak absorbing lots of damage. Uh, that was just was two actions for Howie, so I got a third action. Would you have gone there, Hal? No, I don't think so, because I wouldn't have been able to do anything, and I knew you guys were next. I think... How far can I go if he blows up? Is he hurt? No, he's not barely hurt. I think I'm going to go here next to this creature. And that's my turn. Sweet. All right. Top of the round, Refi. I am going to shoot this guy in the head first, because I believe I did a... You did? Reloading strike blast. And he's flat-footed from the flanking... Let's hit another crit and not roll double ones. Oh, well, well, that is a crit. Thanks. And you shall receive, my friend. <laughs> not even for the flat foot. It's just a straight up crit. GM your friend. That's how we get hurt. All right, but that's only one half of it. We still need to roll something besides double one. Come on. Oh, that's a lot I mean, better. I mean, there's a two on one of those, but but also a ten. Yeah. Yeah. Not not enough to kill it, but it has to make a fortitude save which it does not, and it becomes stunned one. And for my second action, I believe I'll use a reloading strike. Yep. At map. Oh, mm -hmm. damn. Well, that one's a crit, thanks to the flat-footed condition. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, Reficule. 12 points of damage, and you also need to make a basic fortitude save, or also be slowed one. He would if he was not dead. <laughs> so the yep, the black the strike comes in, and then this thing uh, dies, and as it dies, you watch as two things happen. A wave of negative energy goes out, and Wybert's slash just appears mid-chest out of nowhere as he topples over. And, uh, as his body blows up, I said, you're, you're right. She was touched by her, but you're not going to touch her. Majagua. I love how Anita crit succeeds on that. That's, that's art. <laughs> <laughs> Something is, oh, critical failure for Ruffy. Oh, no, Ruffy. I, think I, I, think I, I think I leaned in that close is... as it was exploding. <laughs> I didn't care. I'll take the damage. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted to make sure its soul heard me. Lord, I think so I I'll succeeded. Take four. That that's gonna do it for for the the last round of combat. So I'll share what the spell was. It's called Delay Consequence, which essentially, uh, when they get hit by an attack, they use this focus spell, and it basically just shifts the attack in time. Happen later, but can't avoid the attack. It just delays it temporarily. And the, the duration of the spell is one round, so it pushes the attack back, so it happens one round later than it would have normally. It is manipulate. It shouldn't be. Oh, it does say manipulate, doesn't it? Dang it, Steven. You cheated. I thought, oh, I, I thought there was verbal, not somatic. Somatic is manipulate. You're right. Well, you kick their butts anyways. Take a focus. Take a hero point, Hal, for me cheating you out of, cheating you out of a opportunity attack. 
like a 16 <laughs> opportunity. So I feel like we're probably going to be sitting in this room to bandage. Saruk doesn't look great mm -hmm. after that. So in the intervening space. In, in the moment, right? Like it gets quiet and your heart's breathing or your heart's beating. You guys are breathing heavily, maybe bracing for something else. But it, it's quiet again here in the temple. And I would like to, if it's okay, it never happens, but can I recall some knowledge? About? Uh, specifically these things that we fought. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it'd be religion unless you have a more specific. How do you feel about Brylor? Uh, I think that's applicable, yeah. Question marks. Question marks. Okay. Looking over these bodies and looking over the, the clothes, everything is very... So oh, let me ask you this. Is there anything specific you're trying to figure out? Um, inside of me, there are two wolves. Out of character, these things have really cool lore, and I want you to tell the chat. In character, uh, uh, I think Saruk is just trying to suss out what's in here and what these things are and what might be further in and things like that. Just now that the adrenaline isn't pumping, now we get the information. Perfect. Right. So looking at these things, they are very clearly followers of Bri. They're dressed in the clothes, the garments. Everything seems to come up being um, faithful. Even they're wearing sort of like their uh, like the the metallic cogs of Bri around their neck. Only you notice that the the sort of holy symbol has like turned. It's like rusted away. It's got that like green patine to it. It looks tarnished, defiled, even. And you think back to some of your religious training, things that you've come across. These are basically what are known as Herexans. And they are faithful. They, they These were faithful followers of Bri, who, upon their death, at the passing in the River of Souls, were rejected by their god and cursed and sent back into their bodies to live as undead. And looking at their state and looking at the temple around you, you would know that these people have done something so horrible that Bri themselves would have rejected them. Which means in your mind, looking around this place, something more must be going on here. Then meets the eye. Solace and mercy, children of Bry. Begins reloading Ballista. And specifically, too, because you use Bry lore and you 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 know, like, sort of, they have very strict regulations about garments and uniforms that are documented in the logic of design and what's appropriate to wear. These outfits themselves seem to be about 40 years out of date. Poor bastards. Is everyone okay? Other than Putt's hand to back of helmet where almost certainly a knot is forming from the amount of hammers that bounced off it. Yes, that was quite weird. You, you all were right in front of it, but they just tumbled towards me. So that's... I, I'm sorry, I wish I could have helped more. I was just running away. You're fine. I. You can only stop so many bodies that want to get past you with a single shield. 
That's the second time people wearing these robes have tried to kill us. Yeah, I'm seeing a pattern. Well, not in this case. There's there's more context here, but it's actually disheartening because I'm sometimes I I, I dream about maybe meeting the the lady Bry, and in my dream she was very nice to me. So I don't know why her followers aren't. The story is a little more complicated. Herexen are rejected. There's a look down. I feel like okay. So these are. Like, we are 1,000% sure they're undead. Yeah. Yes, uh, and that's the other thing, is they are definitely undead. So whatever remains of the corpse at Saruk's feet, Saruk has got a dead space. I hope that tracks for everyone. Big fuck-off stomp down. Don't blame Bry. Blame them. With with your religion tech, realizing these are definitely undead, that also triggers, you know, the negative energy not hurting them, and... You also know that, like, undead cannot be non-lethal, right? If an undead is reduced to zero hit points, they're destroyed. That's why they keep exploding. Right. Jeffy's just running around with a smile, stomping them in the head. (laughs) I would call you a kid in a candy store, but I've seen you in a candy store, and I sort of prefer that. I don't know if we have time for bandages, but I don't think Kosawana is going anywhere. Kicks a gear, it slides. No, I was just about to say, and then Anita jumps out of why, but why, why, but continues to stomp on the dead bodies. First of all, I miscalculated earlier. You should have 10 more hit points with the with the help that I gave you earlier, and then... Oh, thank you. I feel 10. This is weird to say in character. I'm just going to, I'm going to go to 39 HP now. <laughs> I was just quantifying it early and I was like, I'm missing something. I yes, know yes, nerd, you're that. good and we see you. And then she pulls out another bandage. Sit down. Let me at least feel useful for all of you. You are incredibly useful, whether or not, and takes a knee. Or wait, I'm like three fucking feet taller than you. A little bit lower, Saruk. So the thought occurs to me. Kosawana and the lot of us, we have a common enemy, no? The... Looks over at Rafi. Bumblebees. They also want a piece of him. Mugland obviously wants him. We talk about eye for an eye. Maybe we don't talk enough about how the enemy of our enemy is our friend. I think he's right. I mean, of course, Lana can build that cat over there. Or a sphinx or flying beast. I mean, maybe he has a little more tricks up his sleeve. And, you know, I mean, you don't know this guy from... <laughs> you don't know this guy from Bry, but you do know Muglin. And if he can assist us or help us, I mean, he could probably prove useful. You see how useful Anita is when she's not burning. Dead Bryite, fuck off. What are you doing? What, why? I, I see. I, I, I wanted to make sure that if you wanted to loot anything off the dead bodies, they have the hammer and then the, the defiled holy symbols. We didn't loot anything after the Sphinx, and we didn't look around for anything valuable either. So while they're getting bandaged, I want to do that. There is a concern that we are looting a holy place, too, and then looks over. Or probably doesn't even look, just turns head slightly where Anita is wrapping the gauze around. You're not wrong, though. 
You're also not wrong about how we don't know this man from Bry. The thing about tearing apart institutions over our head is that a group effort makes it much easier. Mojagwa puts hand to head. I mean, the first thing you notice too, how without even having to make any active role is like the gemstones covered. Like every single wall in this chamber is covered with like a mosaic, little gemstones that make this bigger picture. The first thing you could just do is to sort of like figure out, is this valuable at all, right? Um, which you can do. It, it could be either a crafting or mining lore. If anyone has mining lore, where's new lore when we need her? I was going to say. Diggy, digging a hole. Digging a hole. I get 16 back. Yes. Saruk looks... Like he's going to drink one of his potions. Unless we stay here for an hour and can heal you up for more. So with the 14, how you're not able, you, you kind of look, but like all the gemstones blend together and you're, you're unable to tell if they're, if any are valuable, which are the valuable ones, which are the worthless ones. So you don't have a keen enough eye to s- assess the value of what you're seeing on the wall, but maybe somebody else might be able to. And beyond that, you can make, what else, are you looking for anything else? You can make an active search roll, but just kind of describe to me what you're looking for. No, I think he would be looking at the shiny things that aren't organic, at least to his trained eye being organic, you know, out here in the middle of nowhere. It's usually st- number one, stay alive. Number two, like look for things that are typically rusted, maybe leftover that you could take back, but shiny stuff, not so much. All the shiny stuff's kind of been taken away, but maybe he thinks, you know, points to the group. Maybe you can y'all y'all can use some of the shiny stuff. Not interested. Glances at where Anita's figuring out all the things. Sorry, I'm still trying to fix fiber. What is it? What? Oh, sorry, I was metagaming. <laughs> Not a lot super organic here, Hal. As you look around, this place is very, very artificial, very manufactured. The walls are carved at like spectacularly perfect 90 degree angles. Like it's very much like the wall comes up and meets the floor in a perfect scene. The crafting in this place is impeccable. There's not a single like rounded edge really anywhere. Everything is very methodically carved out, planned. Somebody put a lot of care and effort into designing this place and a lot of skill into making it happen. You do notice that the throne itself, there's like the sort of throne that sits on the the main sort of dais. And it's the only thing that's really showing where everything else looks brand new. But the apostrophe sort of frayed. Even the frame of this throne is covered in quartz crystals. A lot of quartz in this place. But think maybe you would also be drawn to these four lamps in here that it's giving off like a very blue glow in the room. Each one of these lamps is like a quartz crystal that has like a glowing flicker deep within it. And that flicker is bathing this room in a bright light. And uh, as Hal walks around that throne, I'll I'll take a look over at Annie and what she was saying. And Now, I've never met any gods. Annie, I can't tell you whether they're good or bad. If they are, if they can be good or bad. But, uh, they're followers, I know. They're just people. And they tend to be more concerned with themselves and things like that, as I point to their throne. 
the throne than with uh, what their god actually wants. I'm still trying to figure out this whole religion thing. I'm, I think I'm learning a little bit from Saruk, but it's just so vague because it's... I can't see it. Hammers, continues hammering Wybert. It takes you how long to... It's like one minute to repair Wybert? Uh, quick repair, yeah. Yeah, perfect. Then I rolled a 31. Yeah, it was a good roll. Should be a critical success. Ooh, 30. I don't know, I don't... I just know... I don't... I still don't know how I feel about Bry. I thought that she was a rather interesting and really cool deity, but I don't know if it, I don't know if I would be genuine enough to say that I follow her because of what she did for me. I mean, maybe there's some innateness of her in you. I mean, these creatures said they were touched by you, and from what Saruk was saying, they're not very keen of the Lady Bri. And on death, they tend to resent that which they once worshipped, yes. Mm. They're just jealous that they came back undead, and I did not. Yes, that is a way to frame it, but you aren't wrong. So, you guys have spent Basically, like, around a half an hour or so after that last fight. So far, it seems like nothing has come to interrupt you. I know Hal was kind of poking around this room a bit. You said you were, like, looking at the walls, looking for anything you could find. I don't think... Did you ever give me the uh, the secret perception check for Hal? Uh, not perception. I gave you a not secret crafting, and I got a 14 because I... You weren't, you weren't able to assess the value of the gems... Yes. But if you wanted to still search around for anything, you can give me a, a seek oh. action, which is a perception check. That was a freebie just for looking around the room, right? There's no hit, nothing hidden about the, the gems hiding in the wall. Um, and then for Reficule, were you doing anything? All right. Drank my potion. Grimace and wonder why they don't make it sweeter. I think while we're doing all of that, there's a a glance between Kijak and Saruk, and Kijak is gonna start slinking down this corner just to scout out. Okay. So, don't mind me as I measure a lot. Kijak can go a hundred feet away from me before he demanifests. Perfect. I'm gonna put him here for. I know there's a wall that's an awkward corridor. Foundry. It is a, it's very awkward the way that the diagonals are on the grid, right? The heck, I think I can move there. Yeah. So, so is Kijak in uh, in avoid notice? What was Kijak's sort of exploration activity? Yeah, as just silently sneaking around and determining what's in front of us if anything's watching us. Da, 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 da. Have have Kijak make a stealth check for me as he does this. Will do. Don't mind me as I'm reading. This archetype, but remember that time where we said we were definitely ready to level them? Okay. <laughs> I forget whether or not they got sent. Hockey Doki, you wanted a self check. Yeah, you can make a self secret self check for Kijak as he moves around the place. And then one final thing. 
I'm just the mechanics of the idol on. I think I think we're in telepathic communication. I believe so. Okay, cool. That means Sir can clue in. Be careful. The boy still needs you. And I'm gonna get a plus one circumstance. I'm cluing. And I'm gonna. No question marks. He jack pretty stealthily sneaks his way, slinks down the hallway, deeper into the cradle of courts. Hal spends, you know, a like, good amount of time searching the room, comes up finding nothing other than the uh, the throne in disarray just really kind of impressed at the architecture here and where would you like Kijak to go uh, so Kijak can go 100 feet away from me I want to move Kijak to I feel like there's probably a sensation that we both feel when we get to the very like apogee of the tether so I want to move 95 feet forward or until stimuli whichever comes first Let's say, you know, you probably get to around here before Kijak comes up with the first real, like, looking into a room. And you do see what appears to be a worship chamber of some kind. Although the room is, like, looted, thoroughly looted and vandalized. There's, like, debris everywhere. There's no furniture in this room anymore except for one remarkably unscathed sarcophagus standing on an altar at the southern end of the room. Interesting. I... Oh, that is that is literally as far. Well, that's... Or, Jake, yeah, that's 55. Okay. That's only 55 feet, yeah. Gotta keep... If you don't mind, I'm gonna measure from Saru. Okay. Then I'm gonna struggle to unselect Saruk to get Gonna just keep slinking forward, slink to the corner, listen around the corner. Uh, you listen, and all you hear is like the eerie silence of a fairly abandoned temple. And farther down we go. I think I'm still. I wish Foundry could do auras a little better. I would just put a very, very fucking light 100 foot aura. <laughs> 100 feet gets you right into the middle of this room that you're looking at right now. So from where you are, you're pretty much close to the balance of the tether. You can go a little further into the room if you want. Um, this room appears to be some sort of sleeping chambers. There's, you can see as you like look, peek in, remains of beds, work tables, writing desks. There's multiple alcoves, each with its own little lived-in area. Yeah, it just, it looks like this might have been where the Herexans lived and spent their day-to-day activities. You found sort of where they probably were when they heard the explosion. Interesting. And there aren't, like... I don't know how dusty this place is. So the previous room looked pretty dirty and, and of like, ruined. This room looks well-kept. It looks like they have kept their area in decent order. And they have some, just glancing around, it does seem like there's some semblance of intelligence and community here um, within this this room that maybe, maybe it's a little surprising. But like no footprints that wouldn't be out of place. Okay, so that's about... Yeah, there's, no, there's not dirty enough to leave like active footprints or anything. 
but just the the looking at like the way the beds, sheets, and the stuff is, it looks like well lived in and probably left in a hurry. So that's about the end of a tether. Uh, it would be much faster. Would you mind uh, yeeting Kijak through the planes to come back to? The I neighborhood? would, but this is this is what happens. Kijak is slinking in, right? Oh, no. Watching all of this, and then as he like sort of turns around to come back, looks down the hallway. You see standing in the middle of the hallway, right where you just came through, this strange looking creature staring right back at Kijak. Creature that looks like this. It's on all fours. It's hunched over and it's looking right through Kijok enough. And, and with Kijok and telepath connection with you, you guys are one. It's you can almost feel this gaze affecting you. I need you and Kijok to roll initiative. Technically, everyone can roll initiative if you wish. Alrighty. Uh, yeah, I think I don't know where we are in the healing process. <laughs> uh, let's just make it easy and say we're right at the end of it. Perfect. La 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 la. I don't like that name. <laughs> Contact. I jeez. Now I roll high. What's Saruk doing right now? I think perception's probably the way. Mm. This thing, it stands in the hallway. Its sort of head twists in a weird fashion, and its eyes, not only like looking at you, looking through you, you can feel it, the gaze, piercing your mind, piercing your soul, which in effect is also affecting Saruk. Um, but it, it doesn't do anything on its turn. It, it basically delays its turn just standing there. So I, I don't know if Richard can get cat noises to put on that bot. Cat noises. <laughs> yeah, Rick, get some cat noises going. Oh damn it! Ew. Ew. Um, I, I mean, at this point, Saruk would be able to like sort of maybe verbally communicate the thumbs off, which gives Anita a chance to maybe do something on her turn. But otherwise, Anita is blissfully unaware of what's going on on the other side of the chamber. Close the door. I will recall Kijak. What? Oh, all right. Whoop. She closes. It's not even a door. It's just a curtain. She just pulls the curtain over. It's closed. What's going on? I don't know. Should I barricade it with Wybert? I'm trying not to say, look where Wybert is standing right now. That's already happening. <laughs> More? It should be fine. Assuming that... Don't worry about it. Just finish what you need to do, and then we'll go. All right. Anything else for Anita? Just closing the curtain? <laughs> yeah, closing the curtain. Continuing with what I'm doing. Reficule? What's going on? What are we doing? Nothing. Just wait here. There's... Kijok found something. I can bring Kijok back. The thing is probably going to be coming with him, but presumably... then oh, it's towards the door. Towards the door. Oh, I didn't mean to open that. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> towards the door that Annie's standing in front of yeah great I uh draw my pistol again as a free action and I hold an attack if I see something coming through okay ow this thing and 
enemy coming. An enemy coming through. Got it. I'm not that mean. Head down here. It's gonna. Now this blue glow, is it brightly illuminated based on the illumination here, or is it? Uh... It is. Yeah. It's 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 putting off a pretty bright light. Like I think you're probably pretty common with what it looks like, although it's in the center of this quartz crystal, as you've spent a little bit of time looking around here. It's reminiscent of those, like, glowing torches that were at the center of some of the clockworks back in uh, Alkenstar. The uh, Wranglers, they had a little, like, they had the little search beam that would open up their chest and they would search around the room in, like, 360 degrees, scanning everything. It looks like one of those, but in a more quartz encasing just mounted on the wall, and there's four in this chamber alone. Combined, giving a bright glow in the whole room. But if you were to disable them, it would go back to like, you know, dark and or patches of dim light. Into the curtain, using a rack action to open, pull the curtain, but I'm not like pulling it open. And then I will close it. Yep. You take a quick peek and you, you got to look. It looks like a long, like a long hallway that goes out. It ends in a sort of room and there's also at least one jut off that you can see. But you gotta you should have been able to see what you saw there, right? Did we scavenge those parts from those creatures in the bank? Did we sell them? Was it, were they worth some? They were ever ever burning torches. They were worth something. I have one of them. If do you need it? No, but this thing right here is looks like one of them. Like it can if you take it apart and take it off, you, you can turn out the lights or you can take and sell it but looking at Anita I'm like I I feel kind of I don't know odd doing that considering your state alright so Saruk and Kijok as you start your turn Kijok slash Saruk you are in this creature's gaze and you are close enough that you are affected by the ripping gaze effect. So I need you to make a basic fortitude saving throw. Okay. Come so, on. So just Kijok is caught on this. Yes. Uh, okay, got it. Okay. Do good. 28. 28? That it that is a failure. What? So <laughs> Kijok and you, you share a hit point pool, right? So basically, damage goes to Kijok, goes to you. It's kind of like reflected on both of you, right? Mm. Okay. So Kijok immediately, you just watches all these cuts from this gaze slash all over Kijok, which maybe even like mirrors on Saruk. Just starts rapidly bleeding. That's the weird thing. There's slashes, no blood. And you take 28 points of damage. Christ. <coughs> okay. And then that was that was just when you started your turn, you still get your full turn. Right. What the fuck? That's a great question. That's a okay. So Oh god. Mm. Kijak is considerably faster than Saruk is. I'm not used to this. This is whack. And then from there is to there. And then that is. Hang on. Don't mind me. I'm just idly measuring. I wear a token. Oh, shit. I'm accidentally dragging. I think I know what I'm doing. It's 
Honestly, this is probably much ado about nothing, but can I? Okay, yeah, that wouldn't cut it. Okay, so what happens, I think in response, Kijak starts, or Saruk starts bleeding a lot. Kijak turns the corner, goes running. Remember, no way. blood. Wounds that should oh, be right, bleeding, right, but right, no right, blood right. pours out. Saruk is violently lacerated by this thing, or out of nowhere even. Goes running. Kijak's going to use one of our three actions to go running here. Jump up on the desk. When Kijak enters that square, that should be out of the 100-foot range. So Kijak goes there and then immediately demanifests. Perfect. I wish I had some means of identifying. If you wouldn't mind. Appreciate you. Uh, Christ. I think second action is I'm going to pull a potion and third action is I'm going to drink a potion. Violently cut up and shaking. Saruk is looking at Kijak's inventory and that's why he can't find his potions. The last lesser elixir of life. Money, many less D6 than what I took. I'll take it. And then I put the effect back on me. And that is my turn. All right. At the end of your turn, this creature that was holding its turn takes its turn. And you guys are all like kind of trying to figure out like what what's we're talking about before you know it. This creature just sort of like crawls out of the wall like and like you just watch as it like appears in this corner of the room, like right here on top of the dais, just appears like kind of through the wall and just standing there, its eyes staring at all of you now. Steve. Yes. You said you weren't that mean of a DM, right? Or GM, <laughs> right? Lied, lied, <laughs> lied, lied, lied. Yeah. That's what you get for selling now. meth and breaking the OGL. <laughs> I said if anything comes through the door, right? Oh, no, no, you are waiting for this. This does definitely trigger your held action. All right. This didn't yeah. come through the door. No, 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 but it appeared in the room. You're waiting for something dangerous. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to shoot it. There you are. Gotcha. Well, I'm that's a natural one. Let's use that hero point. Let's go. 22. Still a miss. I think the shock of it, like appearing, startles you, and you're like blast, and it just sort of ricochets off the the mosaic mosaic wall behind it. That's all. It, that's all I can do on its turn. So it its turn is ended. We are back to the top of the next round. Its initiative has been permanently moved to the end. Uh, Anita. Ah, and then what Anita will do? Oh, first of all, Anita, you start your turn in its gaze. I need you to make a, I'll put it in chat, but it is a, a fortitude save. Of course. Opa. Oh, actually, no, I'm, oh. I'm actually wrong on that. Perfect. I am wrong on that. Never mind. You do not have to do it. You actually do it at the end of your turn, not the start of your turn. So, so I'm just going to put a potion in my inventory and get that HP back if that's cool. Yeah, that works. Wait, so what's happening? Nothing. You don't have to make the save. It's you're, you're, you can feel it affecting you, but there's no save at the start of your turn. Go ahead and take your turn. All right. So stopping what I was doing earlier, I was already holding a frost vial. So I'm going to throw it at him. Was that like 20, uh, 20 feet? No, no. 
25 feet? So he's out of range, no? I mean, it's tough because you're from the you're from the center of Wyber, so it's a little weird. Okay. Just, I'll let you do it from within range. It's fine. Get out of here. We're trying to rest. Uh, 28. That is a miss. All right. Well, he still gets like two cold damage. Yeah, the two splash cold damage. Yeah, if that does any fucking thing. <laughs> two points of cold damage. Does seem to be affected by it. All right, cool. And then I'm going to... What to do? Second action, I'm going to step off of Wybert. Uh, third action. Okay, well, I'll do that later. Uh, third action, I'm going to give one to Wybert, and then he'll use two, and then he'll walk all the way up to here, to this creature. So, Anita will be here, and then Wybert will be... Wybert, you're not a baby anymore. There. That's it for my turn. You gave Wybert two actions, right? So Stry was only one. I gave Wybert one, so he gets two actions. So he's going to try and hit him with his smash. So that will be an unfortunate 14. So that's my turn. A critical miss, but there's no effects on a critical miss, luckily. Oh, thank All right. God. Now. At the end of your turn, now you must make the fortitude saving throw. All right. She behind Wybert though. She is. Mary Chrysler. I did roll a twenty. <laughs> roll the dirty twenty. Okay, mm. so Anita, you do take twenty-three points of damage as wounds slash open on your body. Bloodless wounds cover you. And that is the end of Anita's turn. Uh, Ruffy. Don't like this at all. Uh, running reload. Okay. Then I'm going to shoot him in the face. 32 is a hit. All right. Nine points of damage. And he's flat-footed to my next melee strike. You deal nine points of damage. As you blast it, you almost watch as the bullet sort of bounces off its, like, hardened skin and deflects. And the wall, the mosaic behind it explodes with a splash. It takes zero points of damage from... It resists all the damage you did. And it is flat-footed, though. It is a strike. It is a hit. It just deals zero damage. So it is flat-footed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reloading strike. Okay. This flat footed for this one. Twenty one is a miss. That is my turn, and I suppose I have to make a save. Yes, at the end of your turn you must make the fortitude saving throw from its from its glowing eyes. 26, that is a failure. Ruffy takes 27 points of wounds slashing open on your body without any blood showing up. And the more you guys are that are definitely taking this damage are realizing it's it's like a visual thing as you're like 
looking at it, it's like looking back at you, it's affecting your brain. It is a visual effect. Like we close our eyes? You can close your eyes and then you're blinded. Or there is an action called like avert your gaze, which gives you a bonus to like the saves. I recall knowledge this creature using mana waste lore. Uh, sure. Yeah, give me mana waste lore. What is this thing? What's it doing to my friends? It's a 22. There is a legend in the mana waste of a creature that is so affected by the magics of this place that it can not only live in the moment, it can travel just like we can travel around in three dimensions. It can travel along the fourth dimension and move through time. And it is responsible, if the legends are to be true, for hundreds, if not more, of deaths of people. It's a thing that's whispered about. Nobody believes it's true. They call that they call him the Time Hound, and the thought is like if you go to sleep at night and it shows up, better say your prayers and hope it doesn't kill you. The thing about this is it is completely invulnerable to any damage, and you must come up with the create. It's a more not no nothing anyone's ever tried to damage it has ever worked. It it resists all attacks. It resists all damage, and it will literally each your dreams and make you live your entire nightmare for the rest of time. If you let it stare in your eyes, that is what Hal knows of the time. Beast. Don't let it look at you. This Tom dog is impervious, vulnerable. It will kill you if it finds you on the wastes and he will open up this here and step through. So, Chain encounters. <laughs> All right, Saruk. Run. Okay, so I know what the action of averting your gaze is. How many actions it take to make eyes not open anymore? It's one action to avert your gaze, which gives you a plus two circumstance bonus to all saves against visual abilities. Your gaze remains averted until the start of your next one. So it's one action. You're not really cl- closing your eyes. You're just trying to avoid eye contact. But if I literally want to close my eyes. Only close your eyes? Yeah. Probably a free action. The logic being like close my eyes. It's invisible to or whatever the degree of. Yeah, you would go blind. Straight up not looking at it. Okay. Uh, I hate this. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, d- d- don't target it. That's metagaming. Well, I mean. I think I have to roll a natural 20 for this, but I've done a lot of them. Say it with me, kids. Untap. Manifesting! <laughs> strategy! Upset my peeps and a bitch! It's going to be a 23. Like, I, I, okay, okay, so that's one action it down. Point. I don't have one. Oh. Pregnant can't pause. Looks at the chat. Looks at Twitch. Help me, <laughs> friends. Chat, chat, chat. My partner's asleep. We can't buy anything. Uh, we're too poor. Okay, so I think. God, I hate everything. The second action, Zerg's gonna stride to be adjacent to Refi. Third action, I'm gonna. Forgot I had this, but I'm gonna battle medicine. I'm going for the 15. Battle medicine on who? On Refi. On the monster. In battle medicine today, though. 
Not by me. Oh, is it per person? I'm pretty sure. Did you not battle medicine last fight? I tried to treat wounds, but last fight, no. I spent most of my time dancing around and reacting. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It is a your battle medicine, not all battle medicines. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. Okay. Give me, give me, give me a 15. Come on. Or better would be nice. Yeah, 19. Okay, tight. So then I remember this is a, you know, weird. Yeah, so Rethi is healed for three rip and then. Oh, if, three. If closing my eye, I think Sergus just like doesn't have the shot, goes running up, pulls something to quickly jam on the wound and then shuts his eyes. If that's a free action. Yeah, I can't find anything that's saying it takes any other sort of action, so I'll just make you blind. You are a sweet and merciful GM. And that is my turn. On this creature's turn, with Saruk closing his eyes, this creature will do a jaw strike at Saruk. Yeah. So I'm flat-footed. 28. Hits me on a 6, you say. And that's going to be 22. 15 points of piercing damage. Yikes. Okay. Second action is going to be to claw strike onto Saru. Uh, 36. <laughs> Flat footed, that's a crit. It's a crit. Yep. yep. So that's going to be critical hit on the claw. So that's 44 points of slashing damage onto Sarut. Oh and then with, with the third action, you watch as it like folds back into like the wall and just disappears. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm blind, but good flavor text. Yep. Love you. Don't hurt me. Anita. Please get on my butt. And then Anita will use one action to go to Saruk. I haven't done... Oh, fuck, I did battle medicine on him already. Mm -hmm. Can I shove a healing potion on his mouth? Saruk is I mean, consenting. Yeah. <laughs> Are you letting me shove this into you? This context is getting strange. I'm about to die. I'm I'm sorry. All right, here. Go go. Roll your d6. This is just one d6. All right. <laughs> Remember, no, no teeth. Okay, nine. But that's nine. I will heal for nine if you would like to let me. Is oh, there... six. I I can read. I mean, is there a bonus on it, or is it just a flat one d6? It's just like an elixir of life or what? It's a, it's an elixir of life. A minor elixir of life, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Six. And you gain plus one item bonus saving throws against diseases and poisons for 10 nice. minutes. Cool. So, okay, I have a question. I want Wybert to be an ambulance. Technically, <laughs> he'll have two actions, right? So can he I, hold I his two actions? Till they mount him, and then he runs to where Hal went. That is my command to Wybert for his two actions. Yeah, so Wybert is a minion. Yes. And minions do not have reactions. So Wybert cannot, cannot like 
cannot hold an action to react to something and move when it's not his turn. He's not advanced enough for that. But if it's my command to be like, wait for them to get on you before running to where Hal went? He does not have reaction, so he cannot. No, sorry. No! Two actions. Two actions. All right. How do we do this? How do 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 these? All right, I'll I mean, spend I mean, my... The thing's technically gone right now, so we could just try to make book it. All right. You better. Griffy, you better. I'm not leaving until you leave. So... I get on... I'll leave Wybert there. And then Anita uses her last action to go here where Hal is. Okay. Run! That's the end of my turn. And then Wybert, right. uh, for his action, because he has one, he just Does, steps yeah. closer to them. Yeah. Perfect. Ruffy. One action to stride there. Two actions to hold a stride until everyone's out of the room. Al? I think Al's going to be like, I'm not sure we should go down here considering things we've seen. Maybe we should head back out front and reassess how we're going to get past this dog. You're not wrong. Like, You're the one who ran down the hall. No, I didn't. I'm, I'm yelling that to Hal. I thought you were shaming me for pulling the encounter with my idol on. Never mind. This is becoming strange meta talk. And Hal will head out and stride. And he comes at in. At 40 feet. And then stride again. As you stride out, Hal, like, yeah, you step out, you you hit like that, like that dry desert air hits you. Um, the wind sort of picking up, not, you know, protected inside the temple anymore. And there's sort of the, the like rustling and the squawking. And you look up and those creatures you scared off are still like sort of in the rafters above looking right down at you. Maybe I'll move over here instead. <laughs> <laughs> Because we didn't, we didn't kill them. We just scared them up into the like above, above the doorway where they wanted to stay away from you. Well, they're definitely not more time dogs. So they can't <laughs> be as bad. Sure. Um, Saruk. Okay, still blind. Just need to read the condition. My bunny brain is telling me things that aren't true. All normal terrain is difficult. You can't detect anything okay, using vision. So Saruk will open his eyes. It's interesting that like averting your gaze is in action, but there's nothing about like closing your eyes being in action. I mean, it crit me in the face because I did this, so this seems reasonable. Oh yeah. Plus, I'm blind. Me, God. I'll have to research it between sessions to see if what people are ruling. Like maybe it's once per turn you can either open or close your eyes for free. You can't just open your eyes, take a turn, and close your eyes at the end of each turn. Is that sort of what avert a gaze is trying? We'll figure it out between sessions. Oh no, dog! Please open my eyes. <laughs> I can't remove this condition. Appreciate. Oh God, I got really bright on my screen. It's like turning off dark. Yeah. Okay. So, oh uh, God, Surg is bloody and not, not bloody, but also bloody from claws, but not claws. This is concerning. Okay. So first action, it's got to be here. Uh, likewise, Surg is going to 
run here, stride here for one, and then ready until ready to stride out until uh, oh, with the trigger being on Refi moves. Refi's holding his action for you to go, and you're like holding your action for him to go, and there's this whole like. Zurich moves into the middle and begins praying quietly under their breath, bleeding all over the place. Said, I'm waiting for you. You go first. That's not how this works. On its turn, it does it does something, but you can't tell what it is. Anita, it's your turn. Please get out. The Jaguar cannot protect you unless I am near you. Go. And then I use, what is this? Two actions to get out? Just one to go there, I guess. Yeah, one to go there, and then two, yeah. Then one more to get all the way here. Wybert! And then Wybert bolts out of there. And then just patiently waits for both. <laughs> just patiently waits for Ruffy and oh, right there. Forty, forty. There you go. Patiently waits for Saruk and Ruffy. That's it for our turn. Uh, Ruffy. I will stride. I'll use my reaction to also stride. Ten, two. And close the door on certain. You can't. Oh, you good. <laughs> Reaction. And then uh, I'm going to spend my last two actions to hold an attack if any of these flying fuckers try to come down at us. Okay. So I think, uh, I think yeah, you guys uh, flee from the, the cradle, flee from the time hound, out inside, catching your breath, looking back. Um, is the plan to, like, flee and regroup or what? Like, narratively speaking, what is the plan here? I think to regroup is probably, like, here-ish. At least catch our breath. Catch our breath. Yeah, like, rest for the on. night. Yeah, figure out what's going on. I don't know if we have the time to rest for the night. There's a pretty quick timeline that's crunching, so I think we're rather just, like, go here 10 minutes, rack our brains, then go again. Yeah, at least get out of there. 